You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Dallas After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424. 424- Two five six seventeen twenty nine, and now another post game wrap up show for your favorite TV show. It's After Buzz TV's Dallas After Show. <laughs> what is up, cowboys and cowgirls? Bing is for doing. We're here at After Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, doing another live after show for Dallas season two, episode six, Blame Game. I'm your host, A.J. Gibson, joined by my lovely co-host, Dorinda Barker. How are you? I'm fantastic. Welcome back. And Kelly Oliski. Hi. You guys, you ladies look lovely tonight. Thank oh, you. Oh, thank you. You're, You're so too. sweet. Thank you. Stop. Don't. No. What <laughs> not do you, shiny at all. What do you like about me? What do you like about me? <laughs> I love me? your powdered smooth face. I do and not. your what? hair. Your <laughs> hair looks fantastic. I did not. Well, thank you. I did not powder my nose before we went on air. Absolutely not. not. I totally just made that up. I'm thinking, for some reason, I feel like playing the entire episode the entire after show today um, in character as Sue Ellen Ewing. I don't know. I think I kind of love I love her all of a sudden again. She's kind of a fierce... Um, she was pretty badass in this episode, I must uh, say. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, I think that we need to start off with Sue Ellen. Let's I think start. at the very beginning of the episode, I love how... Um, I do love how there's... There's a there's a lot of light and shade with Sue Ellen's character, mm-hmm. um, yes. and I this really started to develop. I feel like this season, um, I wrote down. I love that she's there again for Anne. She tells Anne uh, not to give up, um, and then then she shows shows the shade, and she goes to Elena, and says, "Listen, what's going on at the Henderson Ranch?" You know, get your shit together, basically. Well, and I didn't like Elena's reaction. I thought she was very disrespectful and rude. This woman just gave you thousands of dollars. And to be acting like a brat, her and Christopher, I just, I can't deal with it right now. Not like thousands, like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, hundreds of dollars. A lot of money. Closer to almost millions. But for for her to have that kind of... One million dollars. That kind of reaction and to get an attitude back with her, it's just ridiculous. I'm a little frustrated completely, I think, with... um, Elena's character so far this season. Um, Mm -hmm. Elena and Christopher, really, I think they're both kind of bratty, um, and I don't understand it. However, I don't like how Sue Ellen's going after her uh, because it's not her, and it's it's John Ross, and it frustrates me that she's kind of made this turn, but I kind of like it too. It's kind Mm -hmm. of it's fun Mm -hmm. to watch as as a viewer. Well, we know what we know why she's doing it. Everyone knows why she's doing it, but the way that she explains it, she's right. She's just. She's not being a friend. She's being a businesswoman and a little bit harsher of one because of John Ross. But according to the stipulations of their contract, she shouldn't have to. You True. Know, it should, and when you borrow that much money from someone, they shouldn't have to chase you down to figure out what's going on with it. Yeah, I would, she never, should be, I, I would never make my parents chase me down when I borrow money from them all the time. <laughs> Sorry, But Mom she should be... <laughs> 
you know, a professional business. I think on the other side of it, too, she's taking advantage of that friendship and putting her on the back burner. She can wait. She can well, wait. But if she is really being professional, if this really is about business, is she going mm-hmm. to attack her in the hallway of a courthouse? I don't think there's a time and place. I think you put mm-hmm. a, you put a meeting on the books and you talk woman to woman. You right. have a discussion. You don't attack her in front of her. No, know. they're both being very un, like very unprofessional. Dallas. Very Dallas <laughs> well, about it. But on the one side, it's not what I'm, my point is, is it's not just Llewellyn. Elena's being that way, too. She's not being professional in the sense where she's not giving her updates. She's not letting her know what's going on. She's totally dropping the ball on that because she's taking advantage of the friendship. Okay, Sue Ellen can wait. I've got this going on. My brother, my this, my that. I'll update her later. She's not taking it as serious as she would if it was a stranger. And I think this we can probably point. all relate to that, whether you're, I don't know, you're a bartender and your friends come in to your bar and you're busy and you kind of slack off on them because you know they'll wait. And, yeah. Or you borrow money from your parents and you pay you pay your rent every month and you don't pay your parents back as quick as you should because you know you have to pay your rent and your parents will they'll, they'll be yeah. on standby mm-hmm. it's kind yeah. of one of those situations yeah except for it's like millions of dollars yeah. <laughs> and it, it's yeah. a doing well and if she went to her as a businesswoman she shouldn't be treating it that way if you want to be a, you know it can't it's one thing to borrow money from a friend when you're in need and it's not mm-hmm. for a, in a business situation it's another to do what she did she had a proposal she went there she did that and now she's acting like it's a friendly thing it's a it's a very tricky thing when you borrow money from somebody we you're close never to borrow money never from should, should never happen. No. but they did go in as almost a bit as a business deal anyway and she's now acting like i feel elena is acting like an entitled entitled Barat. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree with you. I think both, in, which is funny because she's not entitled to anything. Her mom's the maid. Exactly. <laughs> Let's be clear. <laughs> Let's be clear. Her mom makes fruit bowls every morning for the Ewings. Yes. I, mean, I mean, she has worked hard and all of that to kind of have her own life, but she still is living there. She could have she, yeah. separated herself yes. from that to be completely on her own, and she's not. She just she's, got a quarter of Ewing energies. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, she's doing okay. Yeah. Well, she's about to lose it, too, though. <laughs> yeah. she, I think she just... Too much. Well, that's about to happen. So then, I'm just going to go through the episode now, because I, I, didn't, I didn't break it down tonight as, as, as we usually do. I think we're going to go through the episode mm-hmm. a little bit, because it kind of just makes sense for this episode. Um, the Venezuelan. What is his name? Uh, Vicente. Vicente. Uh, Vicente, that's right. Yeah. Okay, because I just always refer to, refer to him as the Venezuelan. Yeah. We always, on the show, yeah. we do the yeah, same yeah, thing. Yeah. But now there's multiple Venezuelans because there's the Venezuelan consulate and there's yes. the Venezuelan uh, yeah. security guard or whatever he is mm-hmm. um, in this episode. So I was like, I need to find out what his name is because I keep writing down Venezuelan over and over, but every time I'm referring to someone different. <laughs> so it doesn't make any sense. Okay, so Vicente. Yes. yes. Vicente is um, in front of the, the Venezuelan consulate and he's basically threatening him. Mm-hmm, he's saying, yes. like, look. He's like, uh, the consulate says to him, he's like, you know, you pulled some strings. You have power there. But right now you're still here. And mm-hmm. you're still in our custody. Well, not for long. Because he's getting extradited back to Venezuela mm-hmm, somehow. Mm-hmm. Because we know how it works down there. <laughs> you have money. You're a drug lord. And you're you can get out go. of anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like being, I don't know, it's like being like a Hilton here, I guess. Would be this. Yeah. Like Paris Hilton. <laughs> <laughs> You're not drug lords. I didn't say that. But, no, he's got money and power, and he's yeah. getting out of the situation. Um, l- let's talk about this a little bit, though, because he says um, as he's leaving, he makes a comment. He said it wouldn't be right to leave Dallas without giving the Ewings a proper goodbye, mm-hmm. which sets up the end of the episode. Correct. Um, which but, was fantastic. Which was fantastic. Yes. But this Venezuelan hasn't – he's not going he's, – he's been lingering, lingering the last mm-hmm. couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting how they brought it back. And how um, 
how it ties into the end of the episode, which mm-hmm. I don't want to get into yet, so I'm, not, I'm trying yeah. not to. Yeah. Um, but do we think that he came back into the picture so that this whole JR storyline that's about to kind of end, you know, do we think that that's going to play into all that? Well, that's the first thing I thought. I think they want him back this season because everybody knew that he was sick and keeping him. It's, he's the perfect villain to finish this all off. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I thought. Well, mm-hmm. if it's not Victoria Principal, that's <laughs> Vincente, the Venezuelan. <laughs> I, so I, the funniest thing is I spent the day um, just a little, little off topic, but not really. It's still Dallas. Um, I spent so much time today looking at all the old intros from Dallas from the different years mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. looking at because I haven't seen every season. Um, okay. I read about them, but I knew about the dream season. I had no idea that it was because apparently Bobby quit the show for a year and then came back in like 85, 86 around yes. there mm-hmm. and came yeah. back and all of a sudden Victoria Principal, Pamela wakes up one day and it was all a dream sequence. He's in the shower. I found yeah. out about that today. I found out, <laughs> I found out today also that um, uh, Barbara uh, Getty's, uh, what was her, the, the woman who initially played Ellie. Yeah. Uh-huh. She left for a season and that Donna Reed replaced her for a season. Yes. And was supposed to have a three-year contract, but Barbara, sitting at home because she had been sick, sitting at home watching somebody else read her lines, drove her so nuts that she came back on the show mm-hmm. and finished out her contract and finished out the rest of the, you know, I think she was there till about the, the second to last season, I believe. Mm-hmm. I was watching so much stuff about Dallas today, like, just to try to, like, learn, like, what happened with everyone and f- try to figure out if somebody is going to come back, why, who, mm-hmm. who still wants to kill JR, if Victoria Principal is actually alive somehow— because they've done that many a time. If she is alive, she'd be a perfect, perfect person to come back. Have we heard anything about who is coming back? Well, we know that Gary's <clears throat> coming back. We mm-hmm. know that um, Joan Van Ark, uh, his wife, what mm-hmm. was her character's name? Um, Val. 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 Valine. Yeah, Valine. She's, she's coming back, and so is their daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, those three, for sure, I know are going to be there. And they also, I also read that they had twins on Knott's Landing. So mm-hmm, there could be yes. more kids who would now be in their late 20s, I believe, if they were to come they, back. Yeah, yes. they would be, like, right around. So they could play into that if, if they actually did come back, or at least they came back to introduce their kids into the storyline. There's a couple more people to get involved in this whole Christopher, mm-hmm. Elena, Pamela, yeah, John Ross. Yeah, and all, there's a lot of characters from Knott's Landing <clears throat> that still have the ability to come back. And, mm-hmm. you know, J.R. Was, did five episodes of Knott's Landing, and there was that big crossover and all of that. So we could, definitely the door is open there to have some more people come in. Interesting. So. Well, I know for the funeral the episode, <clears throat> the funeral episode, I mean, there's a bunch of people coming back. People they didn't even expect. There's just going to be a whole bunch. I don't even know who's going to be there, but they're like, a lot of old characters will be there. The ones that, those three Literally and figuratively old characters. (laughs) (laughs) Well, those for sure are credited. I was like looking up the credits Mm -hmm. to see if anybody was surprising was going to have a bigger stay. Those were the only three from the past seasons that were credited in the Mm -hmm. episode. Okay. Doesn't mean they're not, there's, you know, there could definitely be more. Charlene Tilton will probably be back. Yeah. 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 Like well, no, she's definitely coming oh, she's back. Credited. So it's yeah. And then, uh, and then Ray Krebs' character is he coming back? He was in last season for an episode. I didn't see it on there, but you know, it doesn't. Sometimes it's not always correct. I'm, so. just, I'm just holding my breath for Victoria Principal. I, I don't know why <laughs> I have this vision in my li- in my mind that she's still alive. I want her to be alive so bad. Uh, she's you just know? maybe fingers crossed. She could be Rylan's <sighs> like. You know, advocate. They could uh, work together side by side to get Bobby and Anne apart. Oh, wait a second. That was 
been my prediction. Oh, she jumped ahead. <laughs> sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> so let's talk about another another uh, dynamic in this this show. Uh, we've got Christopher and Pamela. Right, mm-hmm. we saw this odd interaction last week, was it, or the mm-hmm. week before, where Christopher put his hand on Pamela's on her, on the baby's, basically on the belly, mm-hmm. and they kind of had a moment, which I terrifies me because I don't want that to happen. I don't want that to happen again. It drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, but they finally get together, and she seems like she's being a little more reasonable now. Ever since she testified, I think for Anne, she's kind of softened up a little bit. Um, and we're also seeing Pamela's character is so complex, so she's much very emotional. Very emotional in this episode. And she's very torn. She's very conflicted. You can tell that that she wants to make her dad proud, but she also doesn't. She's, she's, she reminds me a lot of Pamela, the mm-hmm. original Pamela. And she's trying to please these two conflicting families, these two opposing forces. And I feel like she's romantic at heart because she obviously fell in love with Christopher. She's carrying his mm-hmm. children. And I feel like she's falling for John Ross now. And I think she ultimately just wants <clears throat> to be happy. She wants to be happy and have a family and have that home that she didn't really get to have. But then on the other hand, she wants to make her dad happy because she says she never has. And this is one thing that will make him happy. Isn't that what the original Pamela wanted to, though? She just yeah. wanted to be happy. Yeah. She wanted to be happy. She wanted her dad to not be so upset. Because remember her dad, the drunk. Yep. Uh, well, yeah. I can't remember his name, but her dad, the drunk. That's where all that, the hatred from he and Jock. And then it trickled down to Jr. Mm-hmm. And, and Cliff. And now it's moved down to Pamela and the, the rest of the Ewings. Yeah. I think they just there's a lot of talk about breaking the cycle. It goes for Sue Ellen later in the episode. It goes for Pamela as well. Well, and, and Emma, as too, into this new character that comes in. It, it's the same thing. She just wants to be happy. She's got these crazy, scary parental figures, her dad and her grandmother. Mm-hmm. And... You know, so we see that as well. That seems to be a theme with a lot of these characters. But I see with like Pamela, you know, she got the ten percent because she's going to give him the annulment, and uh, they'll both have full custody, right? Am I correct? They're, they're both going to have full custody. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're going to have that. But when she's talking to her father on the phone, and she tells him, and he says, "I love you," there was so much sadness there because she thought that's what she wanted, and it what from what I saw. It wasn't what she wanted. Well, because she got, she didn't get what she. Yeah, she's getting ten percent of you in energies now, and either her dad's going to take it or mm-hmm. John Ross is going to take it. It's still not hers. Yeah. What she really wants is, I think, whether it's Christopher or not, I think she wants to raise her children with a father in a stable, happy family. Mm-hmm. I think that's what any mother really yes. wants at the core of it all, and that makes her very relatable, and it makes you really feel for her because she's just not happy right now. She Obviously, she's made some bad choices. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them have been manipulated by other people, and I think she's tired of being manipulated. I think she wants to bring these kids into the world in a happy, secure uh, sort of environment. I love how... Um, Ryan is calling me right now. We used to be a co-host last season, and he's calling me on the phone. He knows we're sitting here talking about Dallas. Well, I thought in that moment when she started to cry after she said, I love you, was because that's the only reason why he said it. I think that's what she felt like, Mm. is now he only loves me because I gave him this. I thought that's the way that I took it. Not yeah. so much. Like, she wants it so bad, but he's only saying it because he just got what he wanted. Well, I think that's a general theme in life. I mm-hmm. think that when I, I know, uh, I think I, when you try to live your life to please your parents or to please other people, period, mm-hmm. you're never going to be fulfilled. You're never going to be happy. Because no. whatever it is they want, as soon as you give it to them, they just want something else. Yeah. yeah. Somebody who really, really honestly loves you just wants you to be happy, period. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. Like, people try to overcomplicate life sometimes. I think I'm getting really philosophical. But when you try to overcomplicate things, 
all it does is just complicates it further. Absolutely. And, and then you're never you're never happy. Just live truly, honestly, to your to yourself and to those who you know you care about. And the rest takes care of itself. Well, that Jr. and John Ross are perfect examples of that. How miserable are they really that they all they have to all they do is scheme and trick and all of that to the point where Jr. is teaching that to his kid to like to keep going. It's not about being in love and being happy because even when he was in love for a second, all he was still lying. Because John Ross also, I feel the same thing with John Ross. He's very mm-hmm. similar to Pamela's character. Mm-hmm. I feel like he really just wants to be part of the family. I feel like he really wants to be loved. He wants to, but at the same time though. He's trying so hard to show his dad that he's badass, that yeah. he's also as as, as uh, manipulative as his dad has been all these years, and he's losing himself. Well, he doesn't understand that you could be badass, but you don't have to be evil. Because, like, well, Bobby's a perfect example of that. Yeah. yeah. And he, he mentions it later in the episode. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he, he is the epitome of badass without kind of completely crossing crossing the line. What were you going to say, Dorinda? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, even though I was just talking to someone right before we walked in here, the difference between John Ross's character and J.R.'s character, though, is I feel J.R. has more heart. Mm-hmm. There's the difference. Mm-hmm. Where uh, John Ross's character is learning from J.R., but he's not r- learning the why J.R. does what he does. There's a reason. There's a reason. Mm-hmm. John Ross is just doing it because his dad's doing it. He and John Ross is it. doing it to be vindictive. Yes. Towards his own family, which J.R. is not cool with that. You know, we mm-hmm. saw when, we saw before when push comes to shove, you always stand by your family. Yes. Um, and I feel like John Ross just doesn't have any. There's no uh, guy or no. Uh, he's just lost. He's a lost soul right now. And interestingly enough, as as lost as he is, I still really pull for him. I really like him, and I think that he's playing this character. Josh Anderson is playing this character of John Ross so well right now. Oh yeah. Well, kudos to him cuz I really like him this this season. Mm-hmm. First season, I liked him, don't get me wrong. I think you're great, Josh Henderson. He's easy on the eyes. <laughs> yes, yeah, very nice guy, <laughs> madam. But the fact is, this season he's really growing into the character. Which, which is cool because I think and I don't oh, I don't want to get emotional cuz I, I I cried my eyes out when I watched this episode. The last like 3 episodes I cried yeah. just because I put myself in the shoes of of these characters, especially the legacy characters of the Patrick Duffy mm-hmm. and, and uh, Linda Gray, um, and think how, like how this must be to go through this, knowing that each episode, each scene could be your very last one with him and yes. with, with Larry Hagman, and and it breaks my heart. But what better legacy to leave on a show? I feel like all of the characters. I feel like tonight. Um, Bobby had the best monologue I've seen in the first, in these last two seasons. Mm-hmm. I feel like Sue Ellen, her character is so much stronger. Her acting, Linda Gray's acting is so much better. And Patrick Duffy's and yeah. Josh Henderson's. I feel like their acting has improved. And I feel like it's out of a necessity. I feel like, from my perspective, um, season one, Jer, uh, he that character has really carried the show. Even if he had one or two lines an episode, he carried the show. And that's why, yeah, and that's why people tuned in. Because mm-hmm. they've known him all these years, I feel like this season the burden has been spread out now a little bit more, and these a few of these actors have really stepped up. Um, and I feel like because of his passing, they've now really just they're bringing their A game, right. and the acting is so great now. And like that's cool. Like as Larry Hagman, you have to be looking down, and be like, all right, that was a scene. Yeah. Nice, yeah. nice work, Bobby. Well, it nice made me work, really sad just looking at Josh Henderson's Twitter today. <laughs> he was tweeting about, you know, he was taking a jog in, you know, in Dallas, then he has to go film. I mean, how sad. He's going to film and, and Larry Hag was not there, and that's all I'm thinking about. But I'm sure they've been filming ever since. But it's just, well, you know. Well, everything I read online was that they had 
filmed uh, through season or through episode six, roughly. Mm-hmm. And he was very his his part in this episode was very limited. Yes. Um, but the part the, the parts that he wore, wasn't there were cute. <laughs> he was uh, on that that damn iPad again. Oh, now and now I- we know why. Yeah, more <laughs> iPad lessons. That's a little bit transparent. The whole the iCloud and <laughs> all that. The yeah. cloud. Um, I thought that was it was funny. It was right. funny to see like that side of Jr. a little bit, but he um, he's in the other room, and and um, and Bobby is trying to deal with everything he's trying to deal with right mm-hmm. now. His wife's about to go to prison, possibly. She's up on murder charges for shooting Ryland, and and he keeps getting messages from the other room, <laughs> and it's it's Jr. Mm-hmm. on his iPad, and he's he's yelling, Jr. Get off that damn thing! And he's not responding to them. Mm-hmm. So finally. He says, well, then just check the email. So finally, Bobby checks the email, and it's a cute video about, like, some puppies and dogs, like, playing basketball or something. Yeah. And he's like, oh. And I was like, oh, that's really a touching. It was such a cute, touching moment mm-hmm. until the freaking end. Yeah. Yes. I'm thinking it's such <laughs> a sweet touch. I was so touch. mad. To be honest with you. I was so was mad, like, I'm sorry. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> but I was like, this is so sweet and so nice, and I could believe that he would do that because that's his brother because he really mm-hmm. does love Bobby. Like, of anyone he's ever loved in his life, I think his true true soulmate was Bobby. Mm-hmm. To, for him, mm-hmm. and so when that was going down, I was like, "What a nice send off! What a so nice, cute. but yeah. also what a perfect send off!" Because yeah. Jr. As much as he loves Bobby, he's a shit. Yeah, and he's always like he's always been his arch rival, and. And we also don't know exactly if that was Jr. who did that or if that was John Ross who did that. He, John Ross kind of mentioned it at the end of the episode. But we don't know what involvement. Well, he was learning how to do all yeah. of the stuff. With the, so it totally makes sense now. Yeah. He was learning all of that stuff specifically mm-hmm. about the cloud. I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. You know. And, and I don't think that's how the cloud works, really. No, but he <laughs> planted a virus. No. To you know, that's what he did with that video. Was he planted a virus in there? And granted, he wasn't up to that level yet. Yeah. But with everyone he was talking to and teaching him the little things, all he needed to learn how to do was send the email. He could have had somebody else create that, and all he had to do was send the email and get him to open it, which I, he succeeded. I, mean, I don't understand how Jr. learned to do all that. That's a little bit far fetched. No, what I'm saying is he had somebody else do all of that, oh. and then all oh. he had to do was send the email and get him to open it. Like that's it. Yeah, just mm. to, just mm. pick the just pick the perfect YouTube moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then do that because it was awesome. I yeah. actually rewinded a couple. <laughs> that was pretty. That was pretty classic. I did love that. Yeah, broke my heart a little bit. It yeah. made me so sad. It mm. really did. And <laughs> I was really mad at the end. Patrick Duffy too. Yeah, and he the, kind of chuckled. Yeah, and, you know, it was cute. Yeah. So Damn let's move into, let's move into the courthouse. Okay. Oh. Um, <laughs> like I said, Bobby, great monologues. I feel like this. He nailed it when he was talking about Anne. Yes, and how they had met, and how she was a oh, horse ther- therapist or something. Yeah, I don't oh. know that existed, but whatever. She was a horse therapist, and he was no. He was a, she was a therapist, therapist, and she was using horses as part of her therapy for battered yes. women. Okay, so she was a horse therapist. <laughs> Because they do use yeah. that yeah. in rehab and stuff like that. Because yeah. you're a battered woman, the, the, the number one thing that's going to help calm you down is a big-ass horse running at you. That's going to make you feel safe. Well, you're not going to be scared. <laughs> All right. You know how to handle your husband a little yeah. better. There you go. Face your fear. Uh, that's awful. No, it's terrible. Stop it. Oh. No. no, but she was – like how people use dogs and different animals. Get your mind off of it. Get into something else. It's, yeah. it's just a therapy tool. And horses <laughs> horses have a healing um, – component to them They're if you let awesome. them if you let them supposedly your energy and their energy are supposed to help you heal have you ever gotten to i've by the way i've never i've known from people who have been to like prom, like 
promises and stuff like that. They do have the horse. <laughs> Brittany's <laughs> there. <laughs> they do have like the horse therapy, and I know they've used it for bad women because they do have that healing power. And you run, not run with the horse, but you just hanging whatever. out. I mean, yeah. I used to have a horse, and so hanging out with it's just it's a whole different kind of feeling, yeah, it's, and it's kind of nice when you're stressed out or yeah. upset about something just to go. <laughs> I rode anyway, a, I, I was on a reality show one time, and I rode a horse through a, a gorge, and it bucked me and landed on my foot and about killed me. I hate horses. They're beautiful. Ironically, though, they are my favorite animal. Huh. I had to answer um, something. I was doing something online, and I had to create a password and have, like, a, a question. Uh-huh. And my question was, what's your favorite animal? I put horse. Well, see. Well, okay, see, so we yeah. know. See, horses well, are therapeutic. There you go. Mm. It all comes together. Maybe I should call Anne. I should head, yeah. down to, head down to Southport and get a little bit of horse therapy. <laughs> All right. Anyways, no, you guys, but- I'm going to take a moment to guys thank mm-hmm. you guys for uh, listening to us on iTunes tonight um, or whenever you are listening to us. Um, please take a moment to comment. We will comment back. Rate us. Tell your friends about us. Also, there's an, a, an app for your, uh, for your iPhone. I have an iPhone right here, y'all. Uh, there's an app for your iPhone called Podcasts with an S. You can have all of your favorite AfterBuzz shows automatically downloaded to your phone, and you can listen to us whenever, wherever you want. Um, also... Thank you for watching us on YouTube. If you guys are watching us on YouTube now or later, please leave comments there as well. We all check them daily, hourly, um, and we will get back to you guys. So, And I'm sorry you. that you have to wait two whole days for us to buzz about this. I know some people I are know. upset. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We'll work on that for we next We do so week. many shows here at AfterBuzz. And for us to get in the studios, it's just it, – for, Dallas for us to changed all be here. the day on us. Yeah. 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 Dallas changed the day. So yeah. keep keep coming back because we're here Wednesdays. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it's just the way the schedule worked. There was, we couldn't get into to a Monday. I mean, Mondays are so packed as it is with mm-hmm. Monday yeah. shows. Dallas is worth waiting for, you guys. Yes, yes. it does not mean AfterBuzz does not love Dallas as much as Grey's Anatomy <laughs> or Scandal. Yeah. Yes, we do. Dallas just changed it up. <laughs> How dare they? Oh, man. So, this courthouse. Okay, so Anne's, Anne's still... The, now, what what trial is this? Because she's already found guilty. Sentencing. Yes. The sentencing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is funny to me because how it plays out. Let's just actually just talk about this. Mm-hmm. Before we go into the final scenes in the house, let's just talk about the courthouse, even though they kind of happen simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Um, Anne is back in the courthouse for her sentencing, and and she's talking. She's up on the stand, and she's talking, you know, basically to Emma. Mm-hmm. You know, saying, I'm sorry. Well, even before that, well, Emma, Emma goes, goes to, to see, see her. her. Oh, I'm, you guys, don't. I should not. I, I don't know what I'm doing right now. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Yes. Uh, how big, heartbreaking. Big moment. Well, first of all, and it's, it's so transparent because Emma, you can see that she's trying. People are starting to chip away at her a little bit. When Christopher tried to talk to her and then Bobby tries to talk to her in this episode. Mm-hmm. And but the like, best thing he did was tell her she did something like her mother. Mm-hmm. That was the best thing she did. When he mentioned the hair behind mm-hmm. the ear. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was. I think that's what did it. And you know what else? The other, the other best. There's two bests because <laughs> there can be. <laughs> um, when he said, "If you need anything, we're here. Just mm-hmm. know that you have another family. If yes. you need anything, no pressure. No pressure. Just if you need anything." Yeah, and of Let course me. she tries to say no, and then he remind he tells her about the hair, and and then he just says again, like I said. And just kind of laughs and walks away. That's how it works. With mm-hmm. your your instinct would tell you to try to to try to manhandle someone. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's anybody's first instinct. Um, whether, it be, whether it be a friendship, relationship, whatever, you try to control it. Right. Which is what has already happened to her her entire life, mm-hmm. and he knows that. 
And so he is still manipulating her to a degree, mm-hmm. but in, in a more loving way. He's just giving her another option, yes. letting her know that there's more than one option. She doesn't just have to go this way, but it's still up to her. Mm-hmm. And she should get to know little things like that about her mother, whether she wants to have a relationship with her not or not, but to know there is someone else out there that you are a part of. Well, he gets to her because that was before he, she went and saw her mother. Mm-hmm. Then, then she goes to the jail. And, and then she watches Anne do the same thing with her hair. With her hair. Mm-hmm. And it kind of hits her because when she first met her saw her mom she mm-hmm. said i'm just here to show my support for my dad mm-hmm. yes i was like mm, you're trying but we can tell but she's I, fighting with herself mm-hmm. she's fighting with her she's, and i like that ann told her you're such a good daughter i love how dorinda has her hand up like 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 <laughs> the teacher yes dorinda yes miss <laughs> barker i loved how i mean yes and then she ann told her well if you're here for your father why are you here if you're here for your father and then she tells her the story about the hair which i loved because you saw her eyes you saw emma's eyes when she, she could t- relate yeah and then she she goes well what did you do she goes well i changed my hair color back but he found out anyway and he was not happy Mm-hmm. And I was just so, you could just see it in both of their eyes. I've been there. I know exactly where you're coming from. Well, it is. And again, mm-hmm. Anne, Anne, Anne is manipulating her a little bit in that scene as mm-hmm. well, but mm-hmm. in a good way. I think she's helping to nudge her in the right direction. We've all done it. I've done it. I've definitely, I, you know, say you're into somebody and they're in a relationship and you want that person and you know they're not really happy in their relationship. You don't go about it and just say, look, I can make you happier. I'm better for you. You just bring up things that you know they're already unhappy with mm-hmm. subtly and let them figure out, look, you're dealing, like, act like you've just dealt point, with this. Pointing out the obvious. Yeah, I've dealt with a really mm-hmm. controlling boyfriend before. It's so awful. Let them think about it for a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and let then plant the seed. Let them come to the conclusion on their own. Because if, if you push them, you know, eventually, like we're seeing with Emma now, Judith and, and Ryland have pushed her all these years. Now she's coming to a tipping point. And she's 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 seeing the other side, mm-hmm. you know. She's the she's she's like Luke Skywalker. She's seen the light. <laughs> I'm such a yes, nerd right now. I'm, yes. I'm so not a sci-fi you nerd. Really did. At I least went you went there. Okay. I went there. So uh, the courthouse. She's she's and and then she's in the courthouse for her sentencing, and mm-hmm. none of the family's there. Why aren't they there? Let's talk about that. Is there something else we should get into before that? Well, let's talk. Well, well before, let's finish the sentencing. Mm-hmm. So she's up there. She's yeah. talking about, she gives, you know, she apologizes. She talks about everything that happened to her and how abuse is not just physical. She gets into all of that and she cries and she gets teary eyed, but she looks at Emma and she's. But the thing that I liked about it is she didn't apologize for what she did necessarily. She apologized that Emma got hurt. Yes. Because <laughs> Emma has to know that her dad's just an ass. Yeah. She yes. has to deep down know that her her dad and her grandmother are just evil incarnate. Mm-hmm. You can just tell, and and she's speaking to her her sensibilities. Right. She's like, look, I'm a strong woman. You could be a strong woman like this too. Because at one point, because as I watched that whole scene, I was like, all Emma is is Anne at that age. Mm-hmm. She's exactly mm-hmm. the same. Same things happening to her that happened to Anne, and I think that Anne is showing her, and this is what's so great about Anne. She's showing her, look, it could be like this, just like Bobby did. Mm-hmm. It could, this is what it could be. It doesn't have to be the way that it is. Right. You know, and sometimes just planting that seed is all people really need. Because when you're in a situation, it's so hard to, like, think outside of it. Mm-hmm. To think that, like, uh, I, I lost my job and I'm upset about my bills and I'm struggling right now. How am I ever going to get out of this? And if you get in that mindset, you're going to stay in that mindset. If you think, oh, my God, I'm never going to get to make a choice in my own life because my dad and my grandmother are controlling me and that's all you've ever known, you're always going to just be in that mindset. Yes. And the pattern will continue. 
Wow. Now she's seen alternatives. Yeah, and I like how when the final verdict was read and her sentence was given, and l- luckily it was pro- probation. Yeah. And I like how, of course, Judith is outraged, stands up, and the judge defends Anne. The judge kind of went off on her. I don't even remember where I wrote this down, but the judge mm-hmm. kind of went off on on uh, on Ryland on and, Ryland mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Judith. Judith. Mm-hmm. Yes. I thought Jordan had something to say there. No. She's like, yes. No, he, he says, no. you know, you took her child away from her. You are not taking any responsibility for your part in this. All you're doing is basically blaming blaming Anne and painting her out to be this monster. And he looks at Riley and he goes, Mr. Riley, you are not the victim. Anne is the victim here. And if I were in the same situation and you had taken my kid, I probably would have shot you too. Yes, That's what I love about, I the, about the law in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> is it really like that? You're from um, Texas. Yeah, it kind of is. A little bit. <laughs> I like it. I can get down with it. That's pretty cool though, because initially, a few weeks ago, when this when she first shot Ryland, I was like, "It's like this." If you watch soap operas or any daytime, nighttime soap operas, whatever, it's all the same. You're like, mm-hmm. "There's no way on earth she can get out of this. She just shot him," and he like, "How do you get out of that?" You know. But then the court of public opinion kind of swayed and. She had a jury, and, and they decided, look, you know, this woman... she felt like she had no way out. She felt like she was cornered, and he really did have her that way, and I, you know... Do we condone this? Your... Do we condone these actions of Anne Ewing? Shooting someone is never really a good idea, but if you're in that situation... I mean, I can't imagine. I don't have children, but I just know how I feel about anybody messing with my, like, family, my sister, my dog, anybody. And if it's my child, I, I know it would be a hundred times worse. So I'd probably have done the same thing. Isn't that crazy? I feel the same way. I'm like, yeah. if you go after my mom or any of my sisters, it's on. Done. <laughs> and, and, there, and there's no reasoning with me. There's no mm-hmm. logical way of like talking to me about something like that. No. Done. Oh, and I'm from Texas, so yeah. it's scary. <laughs> yeah, I had, that, I had that conversation last night with somebody because we are talking about all this stuff. Uh-huh. And it's like, it's never, you never, there's things you just don't touch. Yeah. That's one of them. And yeah. you just, you go crazy. You black out in a way. Yeah. You just go. It's for just an enraged jugular. kind of. And she yeah. did when we watched that episode. Anne had no idea what was going on. She did, but she wasn't really aware. Like my ear itches. I keep like going like this. Like try to like itch my ear <laughs> It's kind of just like her. She was a little bit outside of her mind, like yeah. watching herself do these mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Oh. But so. luckily for her, which I was happy about, mm-hmm. that she was let go. Mm-hmm. And Probation. now, now she has to go find out where's Bobby. What's going on? Why is no one there? That is so unlike them. Nobody's answering the phone. Yeah. Which is interesting. I wonder if she'd stuck around the courthouse because she was stressed out the whole time. And I think that in a different situation, mm-hmm. she probably would have reached out to Emma. Mm-hmm. But Emma was under such tight you know, lock and key by Judith yeah. and Ryland. And Anne was so stressed out about, you know, why is my family not here? Why yes. are none of the Ewings here supporting me? That's so unlike them. Because nobody can get a hold of Bobby. Nobody can get a hold of Christopher. Mm-hmm. And she's just wondering what's going on. Um, so she tells her, their attorney, she's like, we need to get back to the ranch. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, what's going down? <laughs> mm-hmm. The Venezuelan, Vicente, the Venezuelan. <laughs> he, they get in the, they get as he's released from the consulate. Well, real quick, before all of that happens, they're having a family fight. Oh yeah, yeah. well, that's, yeah. they're always having a family yeah, fight. Yeah, they're having like a real hardcore family, and I think that plays a big a key in the end of this mm-hmm. because in the beginning they're tearing each other apart, and at the end they have to come together. Well, because when Bobby finds out that Sue Ellen is going to actually go through with this plan mm-hmm. to take you know her, this percentage of Ewing oils or Ewing energy uh, um, away from Elena, from Elena, Elena mm-hmm. he's like, "Are you really going to do this?" He's like, "I thought we were going to break the cycle. Why? Why are you doing this right now?" And it seems slightly uncharacteristic. Of Sue Ellen, but mm-hmm. not really long term. If you look at the grand scope of her her character arc over the years, 
She's a little bit all over the place anyways. Right. Unpredictable. I mean, Christopher was actually a little a good detective in this episode. You yeah. know, he figured it out. He's the one that figured it out. And Drew. pointed it out. Yeah, pointed it out to Elena. Through Drew. Yeah, he went and confronted Drew, and then they talked about it. Like he always does. Christopher always goes at you. Like, so he starts off a little bit hot. He's always yelling. Yeah. <laughs> and then it takes him some time to calm down. He can never just have a normal conversation. It always has to be no. accusations. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you're a Ewing, I mean, that's probably the best route to take nine times out of ten. <laughs> so they're fighting about all of this internally. And then now and then all of a sudden the Venezuelans come as Pamela shows up to deliver the sonogram and the, the 4D sonogram, the, the 4D sonogram and, and the, their agreement. Yes. Their arbitration agreement. So she shows up and she gets snagged by Venezuelan outside. <laughs> Because there's a crew of Venezuelans. <laughs> yeah. A crew of them working together. And as they're as they're heading over there, though, they say we've got about two hours. About yeah. two hours until they're going to notice that we escaped. So have the helicopter at the Ewing, uh, at South Fork in one hour. It's only going to take an hour to get this done. <laughs> I mean, Dallas is a pretty big city. I, I was thinking, so, okay. okay, I'm not from Dallas. But I was travel thinking time the same. from South Fork to the office and back. Yes. Traffic. I was, I was thinking the and exact then, same like, thing. South Fork is out there, right? It's yeah. not like right next to the city. It's not like, right next door to downtown. Yeah, and where there's two places, it's like right in the city. Yeah, it's not like down the block and around the corner. No. They drill for oil all around South Fork out there. Like it's this <laughs> wide open land. Yes. It's Texas. So an hour, eh. I remember some of those scenes with Victoria Principal uh, driving that red Mercedes mm. all the way out through the country, all the way out to South Fork. Yeah. There's a lot of land out there. Yeah, there is. <laughs> Dorinda, I just make Dorinda laugh the whole episode. You I'm a moron. About I'm a moron <laughs> and I talk about a character who's never even been on these two seasons on TNT more than any of the characters are actually on. Where's She's Vic- not there. Stop it. <laughs> Where's Victoria Principal? <laughs> so, the Venezuelan snatches up um, Pamela. Mm-hmm. The new Pamela. There will never be a new Pamela. <laughs> I digress. The new Pamela gets snatched up and heads into the house while they're in the middle of this argument. And very quickly, as we've seen, and I loved this because this was classic, classic Dallas. This is like season one Dallas. Mm-hmm, the yes. whole family is being held at gunpoint inside South Fork Ranch. That's happened so many times, but it hasn't really happened yet these last couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. So to see that scene, I was like, ooh, I was like a kid in a candy store. I was so excited. I know. It was kind of bummer that JR wasn't there. I know. I kept thinking that that's would have made some, more sense. Well, I was confused. I was like, is he going to get shot? Because JR pieced out. When Bobby found out earlier in the episode that, mm-hmm. that this cloud thing had gone down, they went into Jair's room, and Jair mm-hmm. was packed up and gone. Mm-hmm. And can I just say one thing, and we'll get right back into it. Remember they go into the um, the bedroom, mm-hmm. and then you see them walking away. Do you see John Ross's, like, when he walks away, it's like, mm-hmm. Yes! I did notice that. I, I liked like, it. Awesome. <laughs> yes. I was like, if you yes. can bring that more into your character, you that's going to make it. Because he like, kind of stands there like, and what? Then it has like that stride when yeah. he walks away. <laughs> I, mean, I did notice that, and I love that. Thank you for bringing that up. That was great. Okay. He's hot. I'll give him yeah. that. He's no Jr. No, not yet. But, not yet. You know. No. Uh, so this the scene gets intense. Um, so the Venezuelans and their assistant or whatever are in in the living room at South Fork, and he, the Venezuelan Vicente, holds a gun to uh, Pamela's head first. <laughs> And says, basically, you know, you need to go, he's talking to Christopher. Christopher, you need to go downtown, go to UN Energies, and you're going to go with my assistant. <laughs> he's got a gun <laughs> and a, like, a, like a Gucci suit on. And um, you need to go downtown, get the methane prototype from mm-hmm. the office, get back here in less than an hour, or I'm shooting your wife. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't jump up. John Ross jumps up. <laughs> 
which is so Ewing. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, oh, he stands there, the, the Venezuelan stands there and kind of looks around. Oh, I for you Ewing's do share. So then he steps <laughs> over to Elena and holds, yeah, and then holds the gun to her head. And then Chris, he's got Christopher's attention. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't, I mean, obviously he cared about Elena or God, Pamela too, because his babies are inside of her. Um, <laughs> That's where I had a problem though, because he should have been more concerned yes. with her. I thought that because too. Because you, she is carrying whatever you feel about her. So That's off. what bothered me. Yeah. I was so bothered by that one moment. Christopher is off the season. Because here's the thing: I was looking at it this way. I'm like, okay, if even if you hate Pamela and don't mm-hmm. count her as a human being. Yes. If he takes her out, you lose two people you love. If he takes out Elena, you only lose one. So it's a better deal for the. Yeah, it's a better deal for. I mean, can we give him the benefit of the doubt, thinking maybe he was a little kind of struck off guard by John by John Ross jumping up in defense of Pamela? No, I think, uh, think no, I think Christopher's just a brat. I think he's a brat, and I think that <laughs> okay. he's boring me this season so far. He needs to grow up. Yeah, he really needs. He needs Bobby to teach him a lesson. Yeah, well, he's been gone, yeah. so yeah. now he's got. They got to start over with that kid. Yeah. Well, he heads downtown to Union Energies <laughs> and looking for that methane prototype. And so they get down there. And I was kind of impressed with this scene, though. Yeah. Because they're there, and I'm thinking Christopher's kind of a pushover. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's. So unlike a Ewing, but mm-hmm. he kind of is mm-hmm. sometimes. And they're down at Ewing, and what does he do? He gets gets the prototype out of the safe. And the assistant, the the other Venezuelan, Venezuelan number two, um, <laughs> tells him, he's like, look, I've got a text all ready to go. As soon as I hit this button, I will send this text back to Vicente, and he will kill her. Mm-hmm. So don't try anything. Okay, cool. Or if we're not back in an hour, <laughs> God forbid, hopefully there's no traffic. If we're not back in an hour, she's dead. Right? So, what does Christopher do? He gets out the briefcase mm-hmm. with the prototype, mm-hmm. throws it at him, and the guy has to kind of like whatever, throws him off guard, and then he tackles him. They struggle. The gun goes you know, goes to the ground, and Christopher grabs the gun. They're punching each other a little bit, whatever. It's cool. Christopher grabs the gun and has the gun pointed at the assistant. Mm-hmm. I, I wish we knew his name. At the, at the bad guy. Yes. Yes. Juan. <laughs> at Juan. Stop it right now. And so he points the gun at him. And he also, at that same time, has his hand on the cell phone, which is even more powerful, oddly enough, than the gun. Yes. yes. He, and moment. he says to him, he goes, who has a faster trigger finger, you or me? All I have to do is push a button. And his hand was on, his thumb was yeah. on send. That was, that, was, that was good. Yeah. That was good. That was a good scene, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. So we find out that Christopher backs off. And then he's heading back to South Fork. He should have shot the phone. Yeah, he should have shot the phone. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) Thank you. The three of us were thinking the same thing. Shoot the phone, you idiot. Have you ladies ever shot a gun before? Yes. Yes. Okay, I've been to a gun range. And granted, I'm not a Ewing. And I assume they're probably better with guns than I am. I went to a gun range one time. And even at close range, like, I would be lucky to, like, nick, like, the ear on, like, the mannequin or, like, the the paper cut up. Terrible. He should know. He's a Ewing. He should know better. If you're going to pretend, like, he should know. He should have been able to do that. Yeah. If you can deliver a calf, you can deliver, you can shoot (laughs) Shoot a gun. gun. Mm, You make a valid point, Dorinda. (laughs) I love, at least once per night, Dorinda reminds me why she's so vital to this Panel. If you can deliver a calf, you can shoot a gun at a cell phone. Great. So you're adorable. So they're back at the house. So they're back at the house, right? And Drew pulls up as they're all back at the house. As everything's kind and of nobody going. notices Drew pull up. Nobody notices nobody Drew. Knows. Like, and I think at one point I was thinking, were they just staring at each other? Yeah. <laughs> while he's so like, thank you. While he's like cleaning and putting together a sniper rifle. <laughs> 
<laughs> and where does that come from? I, apparently, Under the bed. Something we didn't know about Drew. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He's a sniper. So. Well, wasn't he in the military yeah, or something? So, yeah. So, yeah, okay. I guess there's the tie-in, right? <laughs> so he grabs a sniper rifle, and inside South Fork now, they decide to launch a bit of revolt because... Vincente decides, I'm going to hold on to Elena as security. I'm mm-hmm. going to take her back with me because sh- I need her to ex- basically explain this to me, mm-hmm. this methane, this prototype. And so I'm going to hold on to her as security and maybe something more will come out of it. Mm-hmm. So he's taking... He's so gross. Yes, it was very... Sex slavery. Creepy. We don't condone it. So <laughs> Elena's gone. And you just see everybody's like, oh, no, no, we can't let this happen, right? So she's out the door, and so they start a little bit of a feud inside. Well, John Ross. John Ross pretends. Go ahead. I, this is what I love, and this is what this is Ewing. This yes. is so you, him and Christopher do eye contact, and no matter how much they battle with each other, mm-hmm. you really think they hate each other. They understand each other, and they look, and boom, you think they're gonna fight, and it turns off. Oh. It's so J.R. Bobby. Yeah, and then which, Bobby starts fighting, yep, and, which shows yeah. me that mm-hmm. there are signs of hope for John Ross. Yeah, he mm-hmm. he gets it in moments when he has to get it. Unfortunately, yeah. his back has to be so far up against that wall for him to get it. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. because he, he's a brat in his own way, and I think with that, as much as we like to call Christopher a brat and all mm-hmm. of that, John Ross is the same on a different level. Yeah. So th- I thought that scene was cool. Yeah, it was great. And a classic like fight inside South Fork Ranch, and then they're outside, and and Christopher runs to Elena, and and he how how does exactly that go down exactly? He was well, he runs out and he's fighting like I think one of the other guys, and then that's when Drew shoots because he covers Elena. He yes. like gr- he hugs yes. her, hugs her, uh-huh. and yes. you think he's gonna get shot in the back because yeah, because mm-hmm. then Vicente has a gun pointed at him, getting ready to shoot at the mm-hmm. back, and he just kind of hugs her and just braces for it, mm-hmm. and you hear the gunshot and. I knew I knew that Drew was going to save the day, but still, it had such a great impact on me. I was terrified. I was the whole final scene. I was crying mm-hmm. um, because I was just so, as a fan of Dallas, like I don't, I don't know if people understand, like people who didn't watch like the original Dallas. And like, like I said, I haven't watched all of it, but I watched enough, and I remember enough episodes as a kid when my mom watched that I was always a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, there's such a legacy about this show that we're not just pulling for these characters that we watched for a season and a half. We're pulling for characters that have been around since before I was born, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and to see them come together in such a classic scene, that fight at South Fork and the shootout outside, was I, was literally, I was bawling for the last five minutes of the episode. It's I was fantastic. Just, part of it was excitement. Part of it was, I know this is JR, possibly his last episode. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do? I don't know where it's going after this. Mm-hmm. And I thought somehow he was going to get involved maybe, mm-hmm. um, and maybe he was going to get shot or caught in a crossfire i didn't know exactly what was going to go down so i was literally on the edge of my seat terrified yeah excited everything because it's not like in a normal scenario you just see i'm just trying to like i don't know why i'm really trying to in a normal scenario you might like the characters and if they die eh, you move it's on sad, you'll see them on but, another show whatever yeah we're never going to see larry hagman again i know so this it just terrifies me every scene i'm like is this his last is this his last you know and all that emotion caught up to me luckily Drew's a good shot. Yeah. Because Drew takes out Vincente. Mm-hmm. That was a hell of a shot. Yes. A hell of a shot. That was, that was cool. And then, like, everybody, the helicopter leaves. Yeah. And then the bad guys surrender. It's like the leader is down. We're done. And then Anne comes home. She's like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> she's, like, she's, like, stepping over, like, bodies and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but before we even get that far, like, with Anne coming home, let's talk about what goes on in the house with the conversations. Bobby and Sue Ellen. Bobby, mm-hmm. Sue Ellen, John Ross, and, and Pamela. Al- and John Ross and Elena. And John Ross and Elena. Mm-hmm. I thought 
that was that's part that is one of my favorite scenes like yes. how they just went like that with each other well because Pamela asked John Ross did you ever really love me or did you actually love me or or what, what no was she word? says was I just revenge sex just revenge yes. sex mm-hmm. and he says revenge sex basically is all I have to offer right now or all I can all he, I, that's all I have to offer revenge yeah. sex is all I have to offer yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then when um Sue Ellen and Bobby are talking. I thought Bobby got through to Sue Ellen. I did too. I th- okay. And we'll I kind of think. That, well, okay. And we'll I kind of think he actually did. Yes. And I think mm-hmm. Sue Ellen might be a little smarter than we're all giving her credit for right now. Yes. I, I think we're on the same page. Yeah. But that whole interaction with them, I was like, please stay on. Like, I want Sue Ellen to be a good character so bad. I loved when she was running mm-hmm. for governor. I mm-hmm. love that she's not a drunk right now. I want her to get drunk soon. I do. <laughs> I want her to fall off the wagon hard. I think that's the consensus of the fans, too, yeah, by the way. She's fun drunk. Yeah, I know, but I'm telling you, don't. I'm, I'm laughing because the fans are rooting for it. I've never seen people root for alcoholism in my life. Yeah, like Suella, this. pick up the bottle. Just do it. Terrible. terrible. But no, I, I don't think she's all the way bad either. Mm-mm. No. And But it's interesting to see how, like, again, when their backs are against the wall, all the U.S are they're trying to like have the they thought this was their final conversation with each other mm-hmm. yes like they thought this was it mm-hmm. and luckily it wasn't um and after all this takes place and Anne does come home um and s- steps over the bodies in the driveway because it's just a, it's just another day at south fork <laughs> yeah um that's normal everybody's happy they're all back together and then we're in ewing energies did you see that clip from next week oh i didn't see next week okay clip. well there's a clip from next week uh Sue Ellen talking to Bobby. Oh, and I should probably say that actually in our in our yes, I, save our, it, save yeah. it. I'll go. Okay. I'll go there with predictions. Yeah, do it with predictions, and oh, let's yes. just talk about what happened. Yes. So we go in, mm-hmm. and then John Ross announces to everyone there's a new board member, uh-huh. and then it's his mom. Yes. yes, and Bobby comes out. What the hell? You know, I thought we had a good conversation. She says, we did. Doesn't yeah. mean anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually what I was talking about. That was at the end of the episode. That was at the end of the episode. Oh, I have an airhead right now because I literally, I was like, I think. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Do you watch, the, okay, do you watch it on TV or do you watch it on TNT? I watched it, I watched it on the TNT. Okay, you yeah. know on the TNT, the very last little bit, you know how the commercial breaks like mm-hmm. fit in? Yeah. The very last part is like this long and that's when that part happened at the very end. Oh. And I was so confused. Oh. So I was like, is this a preview of next week? I don't know. It might just be the end of this episode. I'm just going to watch it. No, it was at the end of the episode. Yeah, it was the end of the episode. And she says, you're right. You know, we have to break the cycle. Family is stronger than anything. And she's kind of like my family. Let's talk about that in our predictions. Mm -hmm. Let's go straight into predictions right now if we can. Okay, I'm going to let you ladies start then. I know Dorinda's dying to say something go, right now, go, so we're going to start go. with Dorinda tonight. What do you predict? Well, I personally think Sue, uh, Sue Ellen and Bobby are going to have, um, a, like, not a truce, but you know what I'm looking for. Like, I think they're going to come alliance. together. Yes, thank you, mm-hmm. alliance. Because I don't think she wants to break the family up. Because John Ross needs the Ewings. Because if she takes them away, he'll have nothing. He'll mm-hmm. just have her. And she knows that she needs, and she needs the Ewings too, because she needs the friendship with Anne. Mm-hmm. She needs Bobby. And for what we do know, unfortunately, what is about to happen, they're going to need each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, the previews. 
Oh, I didn't watch him. I couldn't. Oh, wait. So what were the previews? Because I obviously didn't see them. <laughs> well, no. The previews for the next episode, it's it's called JR's Masterpiece, the next episode. And it's just, it just you just hear the shot. You hear dad. You, it's just, I can't even talk about it. I can't, you guys. I can't. I don't oh, want to think about it. Oh, God, I'm tearing up. Yeah. I'm it's just like you hear John Ross. Dad, dad. I can't. Like, yeah. I can't. I'm quitting the show right now. I can't cover another episode. It breaks my heart. It's no, I, I think much. as far as predictions go, I do, I do, uh, I agree with you. I think mm-hmm. that Sue Ellen is a lot smarter than maybe she was back in the day. I think she's yes. learned her lessons. I think that she is too close to Anne to stab Bobby in the back. Yeah. And I think she cares about Bobby a lot, too. I think she's trying to teach her son a lesson. I think that she figures, at least if I do this, I don't know if I can trust Elena wholeheartedly, but mm-hmm. I know I can trust myself. Yes. And I think that newfound confidence is going to be her way to now because she knows she's going to be the only parent in John Ross's life sometime soon. Mm-hmm. When? They don't know, but they know that JR is not healthy anyways, regardless of what actually happens to him on this ep- right. next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's trying to be a mother. Mm-hmm. I think she's trying to be a mother and sometimes being a mother, being a parent, you have to make the tough choices. It's not about what your kid wants, it's what's best for your kid. And I think that right now John Ross is still a kid. And mm-hmm. I think that she's making the best choice possible for him to secure his future because she says that to Bobby also. This is this is what's best for, for him, and I'm trying to make that happen. So I kind of commend her for that, and I hope I hope we're right. Because yeah, I, really, I, I, really... I would be so upset if it's not because it would make me upset because I do love Sue Ellen's character. Love her. Love, well, I don't love. think – I think you guys are right. – I'm hoping that you guys are right, but I don't think it's going to be that easy. Oh, no. I don't think it's going to be no. that apparent right away. I think it's going to drag out. And even with everything that we know is about to happen, I still don't think she's going to. It's going to be that fast. Because I started to do, I started to run the numbers in my head about mm-hmm. the percentages, and about mm-hmm. now there's 10 percent with Pamela or Cliff Barnes, and now uh-huh. they've got 25 mm-hmm. percent. Like the different, the different dynamics that could take place if you need to get over 50 percent to to mm-hmm. have ownership. Well, and, and you know well, she are. has she has a good relationship with Cliff still. Yes. So that could be a whole other oh, you a guys. whole other thing. So many things to talk about. We're actually running out of time. Uh, yeah, I, I know. know. I'm wrap I mean, it up. Could, uh, so many things to talk about, though. You guys, let's continue the conversation on iTunes yes. and on YouTube. Leave us comments. We will get back to you. We want to thank you guys so much for stopping by tonight. Uh, where can we follow uh, you on Twitter, Kelly? You can follow me at Kelly with an IE079. And then you can follow me at Lula Cherry Films. You guys can follow me on Twitter at underscore AJ Gibson. You can check out my website, AJGibson.tv. I'd really appreciate it. Um, also, we'll be back here same time, same place next week for the episode, you guys. And excuse JR's, us JR's if we're if, if, we if, we, if we get a little It's going to happen. A lot, of, a lot of tears. We look forward to uh, you guys getting back here with us. We love the show, you guys. Yes. And we know you do, too. So thank you so much for being here tonight. Take Bye. care. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz y'all later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.